And that was Mudimu Wabun Dadarona by Ma Cecilia R. St. Paul. Welcome back. And as I said earlier, we are changing gears. And a very good welcome once again, Terry, to our beautiful studios this afternoon. Thank you so much. So tell me, who is Terry Stewart? I'm a grandmother, a mother. Um, I've got two daughters, age 30 and 24, mm-hmm. and then a beautiful grandson who's two. And um, I had a son that was 18. Um, basically, in 2016, I became a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I had my first Holy Communion in November. And um, I'm at the Marbatan Parish, the Maronite Catholic Church. The beautiful, fancy oh, one. <laughs> it's beautiful. It really is Absolutely. beautiful. And... Um, uh, just going on a journey with God and getting closer to God. Mm-hmm. But um, I do, you know, I've started my own company after my son died. So I'm also doing my own thing in the corporate industry, more your corporate uniforms and that. Yes. So, yes, that's me. In a nutshell. Now, Terry, tell me, how did you get to know about the Catholic Church? When I was five, um, my mother and father put me in a Catholic convent, Macaulay House. In Johannesburg. Yes, I know Macaulay. And um, I couldn't actually speak a word of English. I could only speak Afrikaans. So I had a little girl next to me translate, you know, you know Afrikaans to me. Yes. And I met God there for the first time and learned about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just loved. I, I had a fascination with God and Jesus, and also the Catholic Church. That I actually wanted my parents to baptize me so badly that I think I nagged them quite a bit. <laughs> At the age of nine, they eventually baptized me, but they were Methodists. Okay. So I left the school, I think it was when I was about nine years old, mm-hmm. and then I started normal school. Okay. And, yeah, then it faded away again, but I always loved the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And life happened. Yes, yes. That's when we go off the track. But it's strange. I've always traveled overseas. And wherever I traveled, whichever country I went to, I always went into the Catholic churches and lit candles. Mm -hmm. So I've always enjoyed the Catholic faith. You were always drawn. Yes. Like God led me there. All right. And you've shared with us and a whole lot of other people as well. And we'd like you to actually share with our listeners this afternoon with regards to your the loss of your parents what happened um and how did you then deal with that when i was 21 just after my 21st birthday um my dad was a very gentle person Mm -hmm. and um anyway i came home one afternoon to find out he gassed himself in a Mm -hmm. car um basically his company went underground and he didn't know how to cope with it and he thought the only way out would be suicide, which is so sad. That's what most of us do is we, you know, tend mm-hmm. to think suicide is the best option, where it's actually not. Um, there is life after disaster. Mm-hmm. And then with my mother, um, my mother, she she had illnesses, you know, being bipolar and that. So she was very emotionally unstable. Okay. But um, she went for back operations. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, um, he did nine operations on her. I won't mention his name because yes. there was court cases against mm-hmm. him. And um, he he basically got her addicted to morphine. Oh and goodness. when the court cases started, he stopped the morphine intake. Mm. And you, you can't stop morphine. It's like heroin. Mm. 
Because it's already in the system. Yeah. And um, basically, she shot herself. She shot herself in front of me. And how did you cope with all of that, Terry? You basically fall apart. You do. It's, it's one trauma after the other. And, and you fight through it. And you try and cope. Mm. But you're doing it on your own. Mm. Um, you go to psychiatrists, but it's a... You know, it's, it's such a waste of time because mm. all they do is they scrape open those wounds and make you relive it. I mean, it is traumatic because my mom lived for four hours before she died. Um, she basically died with me sitting next to her. Wow. Yeah. At home? Um, well, first at home, mm -hmm. I had to sit. I won't go into graphic details, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um, I had to get, we had to get her to the hospital. We got her to Baraguana Hospital. Yes. And I sat there watching her pass away. Oh, that is sad. And what then happened to you thereafter? You know, as you, you psychologically fall apart, you emotionally fall apart, you, you spiritually fall apart. And then when it came to my son two years ago, he hung himself at the age of 18. Hmm. Again at, at your house? Yeah, at my house. Oh and it was, it's like your whole world just falls apart. Oh, you, that's when I, I literally wanted to die. And I was trying to commit suicide. Mm. I didn't try once. I tried numerous times to kill myself. But God had other plans. God <laughs> always has He, other he plans. does. He God does. always has other plans. But um, I did not cope. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Um, I was in such a bad depression that nothing could get me out of it. Not even the birth of my, my grandson could get me out of it. That bundle of joy. Oh, I know. And if I look at him now, oh gosh, I would have been so sad if I succeeded. Oh. I would have been so sad. You are still listening to Changing Gear. As you've heard, we are talking to Terry Stewart, who's our guest today. And she's actually our Catholic pride for this afternoon. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. And that was Lira bringing us Let There Be Light. Welcome back. This is Changing Gear. You're listening to Radio Veritas 576 AM. You can also get through to us via DSTV channel 870 audio bouquet or via live streaming on www.radioveritas.co.za. Welcome back again, Terry. Thank you so much. We were just chatting while we went on a musical break and you've told us about the loss of your parents, the loss of your son. Now, I'd like us to zone in now to your son. You obviously, after losing your parents while in marriage, um, you had a family to look after and you had to look after yourself from that, you know, you have, to, I mean, you've experienced two suicides already and you are also not okay from a, a health point of view. So what then happened from there? Well, basically after my mother's suicide, you know, taking its toll emotionally, spiritually, everything on you, mm. it's also on the family dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, you must remember my ex-husband at that time was also involved with my mother, you know, he had to rush through. Um, he couldn't cope either. He mm. had to see a psychiatrist. And our marriage started falling apart. 
literally started falling apart day by day. Eventually, we got a divorce, mm. um, which wasn't a, a great divorce either. No divorce is mm. good. Mm. And because of this, um, you know, we, we tend to think our family dynamics are fine because we're so self-absorbed in our own problems. We, we're so wrapped up in my happiness. I want this. It's about you. Yes. Mm. You don't love mm. me. I deserve. Mm. You know, it's so I, me, myself, oh, yes. that you, you, you're not looking at the children around you. Mm. You're not looking at even your pets. Mm. You know, um, sorry that I say that, but yeah, you, you're not observant of anything around you. And, you know, the, the children looked okay. They, they looked like they were fine. Meantime, they were falling apart, but... I was so selfish and self-absorbed. I didn't notice it. You didn't see this. Yeah. And I lost my son. I mm. lost my son because I was not aware of what pain of he, he was through. going through. Exactly. So your son, was he affected by your marriage, you know, by you divorcing? Is oh, that what actually affected Totally. Him? Totally. You must remember, my son was a very sensitive person. Mm. And he grew up in such a stable environment, mm. um, literally stable. I mean, he moved twice in his lifetime. Mm. Um, so he he was always used to a stable environment. My ex-husband and I never fought mm -hmm. in front of children. Yes, yes. We were actually like the, the exemplary family. Uh, uh, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Everybody was shocked when we were getting divorced. Obviously, they didn't know what was going on behind. Inside, yeah. yeah. And... Um, my son, just, he just couldn't cope with now mom's not there, now dad's not there. And, yeah, his whole world just fell apart and we didn't notice it. And he started getting more, um, we was more in his room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he was more on the computer. Okay. He he was highly intellectual, so he was, he was Googling stuff that I don't know what teenager would do it at that age. But yes. he was more going to psychological things, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was on the internet, yeah. yes, yes. And um, what life is about, and what he's about, and mm -hmm. and you, you, you know, you're so blind. You, you just didn't see it. No. Mm. And now I can. I can definitely see it now. And I wish I could slap myself, <laughs> you oh. know, for what happened. But I just want people to learn. Please don't get divorced. Really don't. You know, it's like I said to you just now, yes. if if God can raise the dead, you can definitely raise your marriage from death, honestly. Absolutely. Because it's not just you going through this. It's not about your happiness only. It affects the children. It's about everybody's happiness. And, and go and find God, but truly find God. Mm. Not half-heartedly, but truly find God. Mm. Wow. And then you find your son. There he is. Having killed himself, what then goes through your mind? What happens? Oh, gosh, you basically fall apart. You basically fall apart. You're, you know, for, for anybody to lose a child, they would have to experience it. Mm. And I wouldn't want anybody to experience it, to understand it. But your whole world just goes in a total daze. You, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you are. You don't know where you are. Mm. And you, you actually, it's like you're drowning. Mm. And that's when you decided that, you know what, God, this is not my place. I'd also rather die. 
that's it. Well, I, that's where I was trying to commit suicide. I was trying to kill, literally kill myself. I wanted to die with my son. And I realized I, I can't do this. I've got two daughters. Oh, yes. And I've got a grandson on his way, you know. Mm. How can I leave this legacy from father committing suicide, mother, son, and and then me? Mm. What am I going to leave behind? And what are you teaching your daughter? Exactly. Your if, you, if you've got a problem, you know what? Go and kill yourself. Do it as granny and grandpa did and do it as mommy and, and uncle did. Mm. You know, uh, you know. And that's when I decided... You know, God God sometimes has to bring us to our knees, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even your knees. I think my, my face was in the mud. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my face was flat on the ground. I literally couldn't even breathe anymore. And I, I remember thinking, I need God. I need mm-hmm. God. I really need God. You were sharing with me um, while we were on a break that there was a time when you there was a song that you wanted to sing while you were in the shower, while you were crying after the loss of your son. But the word Lord just couldn't come out of your lips. You know, that's the one thing. I I went into mediumship, Mm -hmm. talking to the dead, because I'm a very caring person. Was this after you lost your son? No, I was a medium for 17 years. My kids grew up... With me knowing that, mm-hmm. well, mom's a medium. Okay. You know, mom's so accurate. My, they used to boast. My mom's a medium. She can talk to dead people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize, I was opening doors mm-hmm. to a lot of things I shouldn't have been opening. Mm-hmm. Thinking I'm helping people and doing good. And um, when my son passed away and me going through this depression, I was standing in the shower and I was thinking, you know, I need God and and I, and I had this urge, I had to sing this song, but I couldn't remember the words because I haven't been to church yes, in forever. In mm. And I was standing there, and I'm going, please, God, let me remember the words. And it was, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. But every time I said the word Lord, I started getting ill. Mm. I started getting so sick. And, th- and that made me panic more because now you're in this depression. What am I losing my mind? What is happening mm. to me? Mm. Um, I was totally confused. Um, and if somebody told me what I was going to go through, um, you know, if they told me that two years ago, I would have laughed at them. And But I was literally leaving myself open to be, to step into demonic areas. I was actually opening my life for Satan to step in and destroy. Mm. And he did it thoroughly. Mm. Now, let's talk about you being the, would you like me to mention it? One of the best well-known engineers, hey, in your, in your field. Um, you, you mentioned that you were wealthy, extremely wealthy at, at, at one time. And you, you also lost almost everything. Yeah. I was, um, you know, my ex-husband and I had an engineering company, mm-hmm. Air Compressed Engineering. I am actually one of the only females in South Africa Mm -hmm. that's an air-compressed engineer. And we were, gosh, we really made money because we were sole distributors for for a company in Italy. Yes. And, um, I mean, I owned seven BMWs, two homes. 
I had a diner's card. You could swap. It was it was basically unlimited. <laughs> no, not even the black card. No. <laughs> and with you know, from from my mother's death to to getting divorced, as, as everything was taken, everything was taken, and that also affected my son. You know, my son grew up. Not spoiled. I always made sure that they knew how to work. They had duties to do, but they lived comfortably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to go from everything to totally nothing and mother and father not there together, that is a shocker for any His child. His world had ended. Well, that's it. I mean, you literally had to worry about paying rent. You had to worry about petrol in your car. Um, worry about giving him school fees. Food. Food, exactly. Mm. And where he had wooers every night mm. to uh, restaurants. I mean, my kids grew up in restaurants because we used to work late. Uh, to having nothing. Where, okay, you're having peanut butter and jam sandwiches. That's if it's there. Yeah. At times. Mm. You know, uh, uh, listen, uh, it's, a, it's a good lesson we all have to go through to suffer. But for children, it's, they don't understand that. And it's because of my selfish. I needed love. Mm. I deserved love. He's not good for me. My ex-husband doesn't love me. You know, that's the rationality we go through in our marriages. Mm. It's not about you. Wake up. Marriages is about the people in that home. It's about the kids. It's about the husband and the wife. And it's about God. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you're going to split that up, you're leaving room for Satan to walk in and destroy it. And he literally did. He, he destroyed me. Now, Terry, to, 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 to a mother that's listening to you right now, what advice would you give? Say they're going through turmoil in their marriage. They're not considering their children. They do not care about anything that is around them. What is it that they must look out for? within their children telltale signs that they could in actual fact now stop being selfish stop thinking about themselves and focus on their children what advice would you give to that mother that's listening to us right now basically is rebellious they start becoming very rebellious um, because now you have no father authority mm-hmm. so you'll see that rebellious streak come out um, also watch for them sneaking out of the, of the house depending on what age they are um, also spending a lot of time alone in the room not coming out and communicating with the family um, the type of friends they are mixing with please look at your children's friends mm. put down rules you know once you start going through that divorce dynamic you, 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 you're not as strict as what you used to be it's like you are shame. You know, they're going through you a hard time. become more lenient. Yes. And that's the worst thing you can do because they still need that structure. Mm. You know, you're mm. taking away the foundation under them. So you need to give them a structure in their life. Mm. So I would say also look at the way you are handling your divorce. Because if you think you're doing it well, you're very mistaken. I mean, you're falling apart. Your kids are watching this. And, mm. and they're going, well, how, how, can, how do we cope? I mean, mm. to watch your mother crying on the bed, you know, not coping, it's not fun for any child to no, go through. it's traumatic. It's traumatic. Yeah. Hmm. We'll be back. Um, we're just going on a musical break. And please 
Don't change your dial. Stay tuned.